0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. And now it's Coast View with Ricky Matthews. Brought to you by J. Allen Toyota and AGJ Systems and Networks on Super Talk 103.1 FM.
1: Welcome to Coastal. I hope you're having a great Friday. And uh, as you know, this is where we celebrate the men and women who are making Coastal Mississippi such an amazing place to live, work, and play. We've had such a dynamic week. Um, I really enjoyed my conversations yesterday. With Woody Bailey and Ashley Edwards, Woody, Woody to talk about the uh, the incredible Cruising the Coast event and what a success it was. And Ashley Edwards and I just reflected on the role of the Business Council these days and the opportunities ahead for Coastal Mississippi. Limitless opportunity. And, you know, I have to say one one last time that my conversation with Jonathan Jones, a full hour. With Jonathan Jones, who's the executive vice president and general manager of our Harris Gulf Coast, very inspiring. Grew up in New Orleans. He's been all over the United States. He went to Ole Miss. Went to uh, went to um, uh, graduate school in Nashville has been all over. The perspective he brings, the leadership he brings to of Mississippi is very inspiring to me and I know that to you if you're if you're paying attention, but that's the kind of people we bring on this show. Today, you can kind of say that this is going to be sort of a football day, but I'm going to start the show with Brian Caldwell who's head of, he's the athletic director for the Gulfport School District and then we're going to end the day with our, with a conversation with Jeff Duncan from NOLA.com and the Times picayune Anyway, Brian, welcome back to you.
0: good morning ricky good to be with you
1: hey look we're gonna i want to talk about the challenges that southern miss has where mississippi state no miss are these day alabama lost a, a game last week so i've seen some f- funny memes about that um want to get your thoughts on the saints and where they are today and uh but before we get into all that well, let's remind people because it's been a while. We've talked the last couple of times and we, we didn't come back and sort of remind people what the director of athletics is in the in the Gulfport school system. What are you responsible for? Talk about that for a second.
0: All right. So I'm the primary administrator of all the athletic programs from grade seven through 12 in our school district. So that's going to be Gulfport Central Middle School, Bioview Middle and Gulfport High. That's a lot of balls in the air to juggle at one time because on any given night, we could have five, six, seven events going on. So uh, from hiring coaches to managing the budget to making sure uh, the facilities are in order and that all games are, are handled administratively.
1: Wow, that's a lot to say grace over. But, you know, when you look across the, the spectrum of athletic events, boys, boys and girls, you have to be pleased with what you see these days.
0: I am. I, I feel like this is the area where we see the most normalcy and anywhere in society right now is in the stadium, in the gym, in a ballpark. I, I think people are, are so anxious to get back outside and, and do some things that they love that are that are fairly normal. And I believe we're providing that at, at all levels right now and it's it's a good thing.
1: Well, you know, you always knew athletics was going to be important, but the pandemic Definitely made the point clear that people feel safer outside and I know there are some indoor events that you say grace over for sure but at the end of the day um, what a great opportunity to keep kids busy and to give them something that can you know help build their minds and their physical uh, abilities and also for the most part do something that's safe and you've had really good numbers as it relates to all of this haven't you?
0: Yeah, we have. uh, I mean, knock on wood, it has really been normal here the last month. And you make a great point about the the emotional, social uh, benefit to our student-athletes. This has been something that they have been able to lean on during some very complicated times that has allowed them to be kids. And uh, I'm just glad to have been a part of it.
1: So uh, let's, let's talk about Gulfport football for a second. What's your, what's your current thinking about the team and where we are and where we're headed?
0: I really like where we are. We're five and two. Uh, we played a tough pre region uh, schedule, came out of that two and two. We've won our first three region games against St. Martin, Hancock and Pascagoula, but now it gets real for us. Uh, we, tonight we go to Harrison Central, who's undefeated and ranked in the top 10 in the state. Then the following week, uh, we'll go to Diabraville. And then in, in two weeks, uh, Ocean Springs will come to Milner Stadium. And those are the three best teams in the region, most likely. So uh, the, the opportunity is right before us to do great things. And I like where our team is, and I like what our coaches are doing, how our players are playing. Well,
1: when you we talk about you know coming out of that first stretch, two and two, people need to keep in mind that you played some powerhouses during that stretch, didn't you?
0: Yeah, we did. Uh Pearl High School has not lost a game since we beat them in game one. They're averaging 45 points a game in the last six weeks. Uh, Escambia from Florida, Pensacola area is always really good. Picayune is Picayune. Uh, We we took a loss there, but again, I think iron sharpens iron. And then we got a win at Germantown up in Madison County, which is another strong program. I think all that has prepared us for what lies ahead the next three weeks.
1: It's going to be interesting. Maybe Guthport, is Guthport the sleeper team maybe?
0: Well, we are kind of flying under the radar right now. The, The bullseye appears to be on the backs of the Ocean Springs greyhounds, and that's fine. Let's let them share that burden for a while. But we're just going to keep taking care of our business week to week.
1: Okay, so you look across Mississippi in the collegiate area, you've got Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Southern Miss. We just a quick comment about Southern Miss. Um, Southern Miss not being an SEC team has always had its challenges, that is for sure. But I, I've often said, and of course I was, I'm a Southern Miss graduate, and uh, you know, follow them closely, uh, that when, when the University of South Alabama became this program that it became, that it was going to be very competitive with us. I say, with Southern Miss in terms of recruits, et cetera. Not that there wasn't a lot of competition already in that arena, but I think it made things more challenging for them. What's your kind of current read on the state of affairs at Southern Miss?
0: Well, like you, I'm a Southern Miss alum, so it pains me to, to see what's going on right now. Been a season ticket holder for 35 years. But I believe in Will Hall. And I think he inherited a mess, and the talent level is not what we're used to in Hattiesburg. So he's having to rebuild this thing, brick by brick. But you make a really good point about the emergence of South Alabama, but also Troy and UAB. Because in the 70s, when you were in school, and 70s, 80s, when I was in school, we made a living off of Alabama and panhandled kids. But now we have a lot of competition for those guys. So it has definitely affected our program as well.
1: Of course, I was, uh, I was president of a media company in Alabama that had responsibilities for Mobile Birmingham News and the Huntsville Times and then uh, AL.com. And uh, so I followed the situation. I went to UAB to paramedics, coincidentally. So I followed the situation at UAB very closely. And it's it's amazing that they were able to sort of dissolve the program. And, you know, the board of trustees for Alabama had some hands in all of that. And, of course, the Alabama Media Group followed that, that whole situation very closely. But um, the fact that they were able to, you know, essentially do away with that team and then bring it all back again and build that amazing stadium in Birmingham, they were not going to be denied. And you're right. I mean, they they not only rebuilt that program, but they they built a fine program that's going to be one to be contended with for years to come. But that's an interesting thing that happened there. This, you know, this this tide that that shifted them from literally not having a team to having back the team, and not only that, but having just first-class programs. Program in a new stadium. It's incredible to watch that, isn't it?
0: It is. That program was dead, and, um, and now it is back and better than ever. Uh, Southern plays them uh, tomorrow in Hattiesburg, so um, we're going to find out where we are, but uh, they are definitely trending in the right direction.
1: They are. Okay, so looking across the rest of the state. Um, oh, I should I, you can't not mention Jackson State. I mean, what Deion, Deion Sanders is, is doing there. I like the voice that he is for, uh, for predominantly black universities and how he talks about it and about raising the bar and the, the really aspirational voice that he's brought to uh, collegiate sports. What's your read on what he's doing in Jackson State?
0: Well, first of all, Deion's a good football coach. I'm not sure people always take him seriously because of the primetime thing, but um, he, he's doing a good job, and he, you cannot buy the type of publicity that he has brought to Jackson State and the SWAC in general. Uh, I think that was a brilliant move by the administration at Jackson State. His son is a really good player, and uh, they would have never gotten his son without Dion being the coach there. So props to them for, for doing a lot of good things, and I think they're going to make a run at the SWAC championship. Yeah, what's
1: interesting, too, is you see what the other SWAG coaches are saying about the attention he's bringing to their sport. And, you know, as competitive as they are, and I mean, they're seriously competitive, they totally come together together when it comes to bringing attention and trying to get funding right and you know names on the back of the jury. All these things that they're talking about. It's really amazing. Dion has raised all the right questions and I enjoy watching it from that point of view. But he is, he's more than just a flash in the pan. The guy's serious and Jackson State's playing better. So coming, coming to Ole Miss and State, what you read on where they are these days?
0: Well, I think those are two really good football teams. Uh, I'll watch the Ole Miss-Arkansas game from start to finish, and what an entertaining game. Ole Miss is so dynamic on offense, but they're not particularly good on defense. So I think you're gonna see a lot of games like they just played last Saturday. State a little better on defense, not as uh, dynamic on offense, but you're talking about a team that went to College Station and beat Texas A&M. And the SEC West is really interesting right now. Uh, I'm afraid they might have poked the bear a little bit with Alabama taking a loss. But uh, I mean, I think probably the worst team in the West might be LSU who beats state state beat and m and beats bama so it's okay.
1: wide open it's going to be interesting so why don't we do we're, we're going to we'll continue this conversation a bit when we come back from break but I had the, the pleasure of having Brian Caldwell director of athletics for Gupport School District he's just a, an observer of sports and a great guy to have a conversation with about sports we'll be back
0: after this break Coast View on Super Talk 103.1 is brought to you by J. Allen Toyota on I 10, exit 38, Gulfport. See all the incredible inventory at AllenToyota.com. And remember, when you think Toyota, think J. Allen Toyota. A Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.